Hello, Paul here. Thank you for deciding to put this podcast in your ears, these conversations with people who make things about the what, the how and the why of their creativity. If you haven't already, then why not subscribe via Apple Podcast or whatever your streaming portal of choice is. It's on most of them. And if you are interested in creativity, making the things that are most important to you and how to bring all of that more deeply into everyday life, then you might find some stuff of interest at my website, paulmacaulay.net. Give that a second. And that's it. Thank you again and enjoy the episode. Oh, hello. You just caught me reading. Yes, that's something I do sometimes, read (laughs) books and everything. Welcome to Creative Loving Spirit. We're back once again with another chat. I'm speaking to you from my little bolt hole away from the rain and the grey of this October day. Yeah, it's been a full week of lots of podcast things going on. Getting ready to share this run of episodes out into the world and recording some conversations as well. Had a couple of uh, chats this week which will be coming out at some point before Christmas time. Yeah, that's it. And uh, continuing my daily challenge of showing up each day for at least 15 minutes to do something to realise my creative dreams. And the dream at the moment is getting this podcast series out. So tick yeah so this episode is a conversation with ben pickersgill who is a music producer and dj and uh, and i've known for a number of years so ben's someone who i've had a an idea of what he's been doing creatively in terms of the music he's been producing but but never really had a deep conversation about that journey of his and where it all comes from so i was Excited to sit down and chat with him. And Ben is always good fun to be around. Um, so it's a very, uh, it was a very funny chat. So I really hope you enjoy that. So we talk about his work producing drum and bass and uh, his DJing experiences, which is all quite uh, foreign to me. And my greenness probably comes across. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the chat and uh catch up with you afterwards okay this is me and ben in a kitchen in those moments of flow you know there's a great sense of skill like anyone who sits there and goes oh that's a talent i can't draw just hasn't had the right teacher an actress you have to write so many things so much stuff that'll never go on because if it's not getting any reaction at all or just a man it'll just work out what should go on so it's having that sense of, well, I'm just making stuff because I know there'll be someone out there and they'll need it and they'll have it. I kind of leaped quite quickly, really, because I did loads of really rubbish, unpaid work for ages. Like, really, am- I was, like, really amateur. Yeah. I guess, in a sense, yeah. Yeah. And then I... I well, you love... say rubbish, like rubbish, like your efforts were rubbish. Or... Like... <laughs> <laughs> Proper shit. No, um, <laughs> no. kind of, like... Um, well, you're, you're learning. I guess it is like that incubation stage, isn't it, where you're learning. Yeah. And then you think at the stage where someone wants to put it out there, it's, it's, it's not necessarily getting paid for it, but where you're like, someone else is going to put their stamp on it as well and say, we're releasing this or we're showcasing this or whatever. Yeah. Then you think, okay, then it must be at a certain level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what I mean. It's that kind of external uh, or sort of championing or something yeah. externally validated in some way. Someone else yeah. recognises um, yeah. that there's something there. Yeah. And it's not just you. Yeah, <laughs> being completely deluded. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, yeah, I guess then they've kind of... But the, the other two guys that I do, uh, like most of my music with, have been in it for much longer than me. Yeah. So as soon as we got signed they were like I know we should be getting X amount of money for an hour's worth of DJing and I'm like wow, how, did, how did that land for you then was that like a bit of a foreign concept like well guys not being it's not to be too it's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going that high because that, that's that's a real um, I think that's a real moment or can be for uh, people who sort of earn uh, income from their creativity about putting the hand up and kind of saying, no, I think it's worth this or yeah. we should be, it's right to be expecting, you know, some payment. a bit of payment for this. But that's, but having 
two other people next to you kind of being like no this should yeah yeah I, I think that's good actually in a sense that that kind of pushes forward a fair bit well push me forward definitely to be like oh okay we should be getting paid x amount of this yeah. you know instead of doing the whole gig circuit where you're playing like your mates shows for years or or longer do you know what i mean that uh was it like kind of like running the gauntlet sort of thing really yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah kind of like well did, did you feel but that did that feel right like um did you feel like you paid some dues or uh, um, deserved um, it well yeah yeah because it's a you know you you commit yourself to developing and it i think in, ter- in terms of production yeah because i've done that for far longer mm. in terms of djing i was like oh this is a bit mad like you know, playing like fabric for one of my first big gigs. I was yeah. like, Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Me, yeah? No, no it's, yeah, it's wicked. It's really cool. And I think it, that kind of helps with the nerves a lot. Definitely. Like, I, I don't get as nervous now. Right. Because I'm like, well, I've played here. Okay. So. Kind of like, well, you've been in the deep end in some sense. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I can do that, then. And and if the person next to you is like quite not nonchalant about it, but uh, more relaxed, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, it's fine. And yeah. they should be here doing it. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. But there was definitely like a year or two of, you know, someone having to be like, no, like, you you should be here. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. do deserve to have this, and the quality of your product is that good. Yeah. But it's weird now. It's kind of like. Even if a label wants to put out something that I respect, I'm still like, nah, it's not good enough. Like now, it's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's the tables are kind of turned on. Oh, I, I don't think that's good enough. Well, where does that come? Is that just a perfectionist thing or is it like a, a deeper fear thing? Uh, is, it, is that a reasonable um, kind of belief as a craftsperson wants to do well? or I, I, I think you... It's really difficult, and I hate saying it, but I, I do think you know when something's right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think that takes a long time to kind of learn that skill, I guess. Because, you, I mean, I'm super critical. That's my main motivation, unfortunately, generally, is to criticise what I do until it's good enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you don't want to be overcritical and be like, oh, well, everything's shit. But <laughs> I've got to criticise myself enough and work on it enough till I get to a point where I'm like, Okay, now now I do think that's good. Yeah, and that's sometimes like five percent that probably no one else notices. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's your thing. It's your thing. And it sounds like you had like an interesting experience as far as being part of a collaborative, like a, well, collaboration where you had a couple of other people who are kind of had were coming from a different place or had some different experience. Yeah, they'd been in it. Yeah, a lot longer than I had. Definitely. And I'm so glad about that because I look at other people struggling to get into the industry and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. That's fucking long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It is. But I, I, I did... I'm not saying I just suddenly... Ju- like, I mean, I, I stopped producing when I was 15. Yeah. Do you know, I didn't get my first release until I was... 25... So that's 10 years still. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't just like, oh, I'll give that a go. My mates do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fast track. Yeah, fast track. So, um, I believe that, you know, people's um, challenges and things or whatever, things you can learn from any sort of creative sphere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, transferable. But, but in particular, um, with you, I think we've had... I don't know, we've sort of worked together on a couple of like short yeah. film things, oh, but obviously we know each other through like uh, yeah, yeah. my brother James. I think you're right in what you say about with uh, well, I don't know with creativity. Like there's certain tools and techniques and experiences that kind of it bleeds into it. Doesn't matter what medium we do, basically, does yeah. it? I know that I will definitely sound more pretentious talking about probably by drum and bass production then I think if I had that same conversation I was talking about theatre yeah without uh, it, 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 it does sound more out of place 
Does that make sense? Not, you know, no, say, say it again. So, so like, if I, certain conversations that I, that I may have about, like, the creative process, for instance, yeah. like, I think probably goes, is going to fit far better in the medium of, like, if you were a novelist or you wrote plays yeah. or you were a, you did fine arts or something like that. But then I think people would definitely think you're a bit pretentious if you then applied that to writing drum and bass music. Because that, it that's interesting, and and I I do think it's kind of unfortunate. And yeah, I think because now I mean ev- everyone and their dogs a producer DJ to be honest. Yeah, <clears throat> everyone is, but I don't think um, even when people ask what kind of music I produce, and I'm I'll say like one seventy bass music or something like I try and avoid saying drum and bass. Yeah, <laughs> because it's got a real. <sighs> that that's interesting. I kind of had glimpses of what you've been doing over the years, like a yeah. little bit of independent stuff. Sort of, you sort of share that, like maybe five, six years ago or something like that, and yeah. and, and like the clack stuff, which has sort of really taken off, and you know, get a sense you're doing kind of well. But what's interesting is like. Um, I was looking today, like I was doing, you know, reading some like, interviews with like you've done with the Cracks guy, with other people and stuff like that, and I just got this real appreciation because I mean, drum and bass is not uh, um, a kind of music I generally listen to. Yeah. Um, you know, I've listened to your the your Lucid EP this year. Thanks. I know, I was listening to it. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> and um, but I, I realised it's like a whole culture with like signs and terminology and. Oh, yeah. I, don't know, I have like absolutely no reference point to it. I actually sort of found it quite bewildering. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it's, it's just interesting that you've had this whole journey since you know. Well, yeah. Um, and kind of immerse yourself in this sort of scene, which it sounds like has maybe some uh, perceptions about it that other oh, people definitely. Uh, have. Um, so, so it's interesting then that you say that. Um, applying a, a level of uh, reflection or. Uh, consideration about sort of deeper creative ideas and beliefs to um drum and bass might be a bit of a leap it's like to some yeah because it because it clangs with the perception so what is what is that perception then what um, why, why does i it... don't know i think people have a perception like that you kind of like just get in a studio and then you're like yeah let's just let's just bang out a tune a couple of beers and we'll bang out a tune right. in like <laughs> six hours and then like you go and i don't know just play it out on like a big fucking loud sound system in a club somewhere but you've you've just been able to just hammer that out like it's it's effortless yeah. to do and it's big and it's kind of brash and in your face but to make something big and brash and in your face takes it's a really long-winded delicate process that yeah. you have to spend fucking hours doing so i think within that yeah you, d- you you do have to kind of think about what you're doing i think it's people do get conceptual as well about the way they write it too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, it's not just a case of like, I think for some people like, uh, I really want to avoid the term, but EDM, it's, it's a, oh. <laughs> a bit sick. But it's uh, electronic dance music, I guess, which is just an Americanism for anything that they think is. It's a bit of a catch-all from some perspective yeah, it's about. Yeah, anything that's electronic. Yeah. I, but, it's, it's like really brash in your face. It's not like, you know, you can just get like a big fat kick drum and a, and a snare and some like sample packs and bang out a, a tune. There isn't that much thought behind it. Yeah. Whereas what hopefully comes across <laughs> <laughs> and what we do is we are, we are putting some thought into it. And we are trying to like attach concepts to tracks and stuff like that when we can, when mm. we get time. Obviously Sometimes you just like, well, we just need to write a tune and just get it out there and get it done. Yeah. And that can happen as well, but I don't know. I've, it's the same with the other guys I write with. We all branch out and do different things. We've mm. all written music, music in different capacity. Like like you said, like we've worked on like short films, done sound for short films yeah. and stuff like that. And you can't, you can't apply a mentality of, yeah, yeah, whack that there, that'll do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I 
it's it's a weird term like electronically produced music. Cause I just think that's that's fucking old, really, isn't it? Like what yeah. what isn't electronically produced now? Yes. Do you know what I mean? But, exactly. Depend on one level or another, it, it touches every most yeah. things that get produced yeah. music wise. Um, exactly. Yeah. I'd say like because I used to be in like into a lot of bands or like. Learned guitar. I did a degree in guitar. I've no idea why I did that still. Did you? You did a degree in yeah, guitar? Yeah. Uh, uh, BIM. Okay. Don't know why. I forgot you went to BIM. Yeah, but... Oh, that's interesting. That kind of... I, lo- I, I loved music and that kind of cultivated. Mm. You know, I think I, I took a lot of general theory from that and you can you can apply it to anything, what you're saying. In terms earlier. of what, sort of composition and sort of... Yeah, t- like t- composition, like ear training, I think is a big thing that you just can't teach, like that kind of where you're like, oh, that sounds right, yeah. or that's in key, or that's the right note, whatever, you know, Yeah. and composition and stuff. And then, um, but I also loved kind of like Portishead, Massive Attack, those sort of... Okay artists that like created an atmosphere do you know what i mean yeah like yeah. it's far more i think with production it's it's much easier to kind of create that that atmosphere it's it's more cinematic yes do you know what i mean like almost soundtrack-esque sort yeah, of stuff yeah um what? and i love doing that and plus writing in a band is so stressful <laughs> as well what? so i was like oh, i can just do it on my own on a computer trying to co-create with people oh it's interesting to say like the atmospheric thing, um, you know, coming from maybe those artists that you were yeah. listening to, because there's a definite link. Then if you start talking about design for like film or something, because that's you know there's yeah like, the soundtrack and soundscape kind of thing. I think drum and bass was known for having this kind of epic thing about it. Like it, if I could probably trace it, like I think drum and bass is basically the punk and metal of dance music. Right. So it's about 170 beats per minute. Yeah. It's raw. It's in your face. It's got a lot of power to it. Yeah. And back in, I think 2005, 2003, 2005, when I started listening to it, you had like artists like Calix and TB and Noisia, and they would like sample kind of a big classical piece of music or like something very orchestral and cinematic. Yeah. And then build it in with these big kind of like bass lines and like really kind of raw drums. And that combination, I was just like, that's amazing. Like, that's cool. Because it took the cinematic part of what I liked about Poison and stuff, but yeah. it's really super chilled. And then it took the big kind of powerful, kind of aggressive bit of punk and metal and just smashed them together. Ah, so that was kind of a bit of a meeting... Yeah. Crossroads of uh, influence. Yeah, and, and I was that like, kind of that's amazing. Spoke to you yeah. quite a lot. But a lot of people, I think, would be like, oh, yeah, I was like going to Jungle Raves in 1995, mate, when I was 11, and blah, blah. <laughs> like, I don't pretend to be like that at all. I'm not going to pretend that. Like, in Horsham, there was hardly anyone that was let into it, let alone made it or put on nights. Yeah. Not, I mean, there isn't a. Like club scene in Horsham, so as you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely isn't. So, what was that like? Because if you're, so you developed an interest in something that exists and mm. you want to sort of know more about it, kind of uh, it's on the path of your own sort of develop, development of making stuff. Um, but you know, writing, writing with a band yeah. uh, doesn't appeal to you. So, you're kind of a lone entity in, in a a place where not a lot of stuff is going on. So how do you yeah. how do you start to sort of make the links and build the bridges that start to kind of get you closer to the stuff you want to make? I think, I mean, obviously internet yeah. definitely been in there, but even still then, like it, it's it, nothing like it is now. Do you know what I mean? I'm back in like was Facebook even around then? When two thousand five. Probably on Maybe. some it's campus like somewhere. Bebo. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Friends they say Messenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ancestry sites. No. Um... <laughs> Forums. Uh, no, like, uh, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> because <laughs> I, did, I did go on music forums as well. That's so... Oh, awful. What? Like, music awful? forums is... Well... It's just a bit weird. It was just 
There's probably about like twelve people on there. Yeah. And just argued with each other. Just set up and not arguing with people about your musical opinions. But yeah. Yeah. But um. Well, I yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, I think it's that I forced a lot of my mates to start listening to drum and bass. <laughs> oh, really? So you, so you created a community that you could be part of? I tried to. I tried to, okay. I, I was kind of like, I really want to go to, no, I really wanted to go to Fabric. I wrote a song when I was 15 of my mate called Fabric, because I was like, we yeah. loved it, and we were like, it's this mystical thing. Yeah. So you're like, we've got to go. Um, but my actually, no, my mate, Joe, who I did start making electronic music with when I was about 15, but we just made all sorts of really weird shit. Before we even knew what genre, kind of what the genres were. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You were just, just going by feel. Like, just like, oh, we'll just yeah, give that a go. I mean, it was, it's, it's mental stuff. It's yeah. hilarious to listen to. We must have made like four albums by the time we were like 18. Wow. Just like, just of probably. Shit. But this is stuff that you that like you liked to sort of listen to, or it was just on you know out think of, coming out of your interest. It was all it was almost making music that we wanted to listen to, and I think that's the that's the point at which I think you start. Not that we not that that stuff was good, but that's where you get on that road to proper creativity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Right, this doesn't exist, so I'm going to try and mash yeah. this together and get it. My, it was total rubbish and then I found drum and bass which to me I was kind of like oh that is kind of what I like do you know what I mean yeah. he wasn't as into drum and bass then so but it was just gain, gaining popularity because he had like Pendulum yeah. and then that blew up and then everyone was like oh drum and bass <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in my attic with my old vinyls like just listening to him I didn't know I, and no one told me how to DJ I used to think Genuinely used to think DJing was you get two, <laughs> <laughs> two decks, yeah. and I was like, "Oh well, what you do is you just press play at the same time, and it will sync up." Yeah, and I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> of any technique involved. Didn't know, you know, I don't know if you know much about DJing, but you are meant to touch the platter and you know affect the speed. <laughs> So I was just up there just playing like two records out of time for hours. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I loved it. <laughs> uh, but it's so uh, hearing you talk about, you know, what you're creating as uh, teenage years. It's, it's it's kind of a formative time and there's like Yeah. Um there is something to be said, I think, about just uh the privilege of ignorance. Yeah. You know, if you don't know what you don't know, then you, you, you can't fuck it up. Whatever you do is yeah. is gold, and it sounds it's interesting that you're uh, describing creating the stuff you wanted to listen to, because I think well, like I think myself, but a lot of people actually start doing something musical, whatever it is, start out by like emulating. You yeah, know, I yeah. want to sound like these guys because these guys They're are cool. cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. There's something about the moment you get into that area of like. This is what I want to listen to, and it doesn't exist. So I'm going to have to be the one who makes it. It's yeah. getting on past creativity, and also sort of starting to explore your sort of own like, voice in the widest sense of yeah. the word. You know what your thing is. Until unfortunately you get older, and then you get the internet and realise <laughs> it's been done for years. Yeah. And you're like, but it's like it's one of those things, like you know, you know. Yeah, break breakthroughs and all kinds of things like happen simultaneously all over the all over, all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, yeah. there's a a need in, in in yourself to want to make that stuff. Also, it was obviously speaking to yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, a whole network yeah. of people who were you know ready for that stuff as well. So. And it's amazing when you get out there and start being pit like that kind of the like minded sort of people. Yeah, I think that was a big thing. Like moving out of Horsham to Brighton, I was something like, whoa. Because it's, it's a, it can be, a, one on one side, it can be a bad thing. Because you're like, oh shit, there's loads of people who do this and they're really good. <laughs> and not kind that of great. discouraging. Yeah, you're like, oh, not that great. Oh. Um, but also, it's exciting because you're like, oh wow, I can like collaborate with these people or just chat to them about this yeah. kind of music as well. But, um, yeah, so there's the kind of, it can, you know, feed you and inspire you, but it's also a bit of a, you've got to find your own yeah, of spot in that. Yeah, your uh, own little niche. And uh, try and 
Yes, take that influence as encouragement rather than... Uh, yeah. <laughs> encouragement to improve rather than yeah. a message saying... Wouldn't bother, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that. <laughs> Do you like administration? Love it. Do yeah. that for 10 years, mate. <laughs> Earn a bit of money. It sounds like, yeah, they're two different parts of you. It's a quite a solitary kind of... Uh, yeah. I, I think all... all Hands down, all producers, pretty much all producers like that. All like what, with that kind of because it's almost like a not quite a, a schism, but a two, definitely two different modes or something. Yeah, no, a solitary and a, the more collaborative. Part yeah, of the, I don't know. Well, no, it's, I mean it, it's weird. What in the sense of like someone who could be like sat in a room for eight hours, then goes on stage in front of like yeah thousands of people and it's quite yeah. an extreme shift of the yeah. needle really. Isn't it? Definitely. There's probably like, there's a lot of like mental health issues in um, music production. Have you heard about this? No, no. Yeah, there's loads. There's been, um, oh, I'm going to mess this up, but it's been like, you know, some kind of like high profile suicide recently. Um, A lot of talk around mental health. Yeah. uh, With music in general, but I think because most music's. kind of transferred over to more production stuff. Right. Yeah, generally. So, so what's the context of that? What is it? Is I don't it people know. like I think one it's super competitive. Okay. And I don't think that that's not always great for mental health, is it? Like there's yeah. healthy competitiveness. Who's the DJ producer who died? Is it Avicii? Yeah, yeah. Early yeah. this year, wasn't he it? He was really young. Yeah. Like twenty seven yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's sort of, that's kind of example. Not exactly like we talk <laughs> anywhere near as much as him. No. Oh yeah, or contemporary. Yeah. No. Um, but I mean, an example of um, yeah, the, you know, one a, a casualty of this trend or something yeah. in because you're you're and and again we're not we're not at this level. You know, we're like I'd say we're kind of like mid tier kind of act really, yeah. but. Um, like, we rub elbows occasionally with people, you know, quite high tier, which is fucking great. But, um, you know, some people that are doing it as their livelihood, you sit in a room on your own for eight to ten hours. Yeah. Then you play gig. Generally, a lot of it's outside of the UK. So you're flying on your own. You stay in a hotel. You play your gig. You go back to your hotel. You fly back. And yeah. some people doing that, you know, day in, day out, constantly. And then you go back and then you should be sitting in your room again to write the next tune. Because if you don't, you get left behind. Because yeah. everyone else is doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so there's, there's, a, a, there's a solitary kind of isolation kind of experience mm. to it. And I want it, to, it, I don't know, is there also a thing about, um, which is I don't definitely a trend not um, specific to music. I think it's a trend of um, probably the... I don't know the the digital age yeah. about um, your sort of public persona and identity and perception. You know, there's there's always yeah. a, if you're lucky enough to earn a living from it and have a loyal fan base in whatever you do, um, there's people waiting for the next thing, and you're like keeping up with that, oh, feeding yeah. the machine, and also being seen to be on always on always yeah yeah you know, pushing out the next thing and stuff. And this gap between perception and the reality of being a human being that just yeah it can't continue to sort of do that and stuff it's nuts yeah it is nuts and and it, as well there is a competitiveness like it's great to see people like might people might comment on your tune and be like oh like you guys absolutely mm. smashed it this this year like you're the best act blah blah blah, blah. no I wouldn't say that but <laughs> you've done all right no um smash it you smash it <laughs> um you know when you do have, I, I don't want to say we've got fan base. I'm assuming we must. There must be something, but yeah, people like, oh, you, you, yeah, like you guys have smashed it on this tune, and then you might put something out, and people are like, yeah, sorry. And that is like, how do you? Oh, what does it? What does it mean to you to put work out there, and um, and what does it mean to you to sort of about you know the feedback that you get from? Uh, it's uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I generally feel pretty good when we put something out. Mm. And I think that's probably one because I don't have to <laughs> write it anymore. <laughs> I mix it, which is amazing. Because you get your 
three time back. Um, and yeah, it's really nice. Like, <laughs> it sounds so sad. Like, me and Joel have done it. You yeah. probably hate me saying this. But you're like on YouTube and you're like, <laughs> on the phone to each other, like, yeah, have you, uh, you checked the comments? Got another 10 comments. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like scrolling through. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. But, um, no, it's really nice to, to see that sort of good feedback because it, it yeah. is validation. If you just put something out there that you know is good and there's no feedback whatsoever, yeah. then it's a, it's just a bit empty, isn't it, really? I think, anyway. Yeah. Or even if... Get, also getting feedback from your peers, I think now that's that's a, that's a really big thing. Or people you respect in right. a similar kind of um, uh, sphere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If like someone you respect, like producer or whoever, writer, whoever's like, oh, that's good. You're yeah. Like, Sweet. Yeah, that gives you a bit more, you know, energy, doesn't it? And motivation. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is subtly different. I suppose. Yeah, it's different from the the audience thing because it can be quite easy and I don't know if this is true you know to get hung up on the metrics of how many likes and, and oh. shares and all of that kind of stuff and yeah. streams and stuff like that does that and that's like you know it's pretty blunt but it's fairly meaningless isn't it in terms of yeah I think it is I mean you we'll still look at it mm. and it's stupid and actually I think like you said that totally feeds into that whole like social media Mm. general anxiety which I think is just the, like the overarching thing at the moment I think really isn't it like everyone's like oh did you get how many likes did you get on that tune or that release and that's like a currency it's like a validation currency do yeah. you know what I mean yeah oh, we got 300 likes and this person who released on that label on the same day only got 200 yeah like it's it's, it's ridiculous yeah but you know we'll still check it do you um, have you ever found yourself overly hung up on that stuff? Like, has, have you ever sort of questioned, uh, you know, the healthiness of the relationship? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I. Actually, I think what it is for me is when we haven't released something for a while. It's almost like topping up um, your kind of. Um, like for me, if it, like if it's gone like say f- six months without me releasing something, and I you're trying to keep up to date with everything else that's out, right? Because you should do anyway, yeah. generally. And you suddenly just get that like pang of anxiety where you're like, "That's really good. Actually, that's really good as well. That's really good. I think that's that's better than what I'm writing at the minute." Oh. Shit. And then like, yeah, you get really hung up on it, and and as well, I think because. That kind, that style of production, is so um, technology based. Yeah, it's like you need. Well, not necessarily that you need, but you want to be using like the newest techniques, like the best kind of or the best best plugins you can get so your hands it, on. It, it evolves like fast. It evolves so fast and yeah. sounds as well. Yeah, you know, in dance music, you can have. You could have like a sound, for like six months. Which sounds mad, doesn't it? Like most producers yeah. could be doing a particular sound for six months, yeah. and everyone's like, "This is amazing," and then it's dead and it's gone. And if you release something that sounds like that after those six months, people are like, "Sounds like July, mate." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's that's, it's weird. Yeah, but there's a balance, is there, between um, uh, being aware of the context that you're putting stuff out in, you know, what other people are doing. Yeah. And also, I mean, yeah, is there a danger of ever tipping to the point of like, oh, we've got to, you know, drop something that fits into this little niche based on yeah. what other people are doing? Because yeah. that could skew. I think, yeah, that, I think I, I, that's when it can get really unhealthy. And then you're, you're not really playing to your strengths anymore, are you? Yeah. Because so if someone, something that gets released today might have been written last year. And they're already moving on to the next thing by that point. Yeah. If I was then like, oh, that's good. And I take three months to write a song that sounds like that, like it's, you're wasting your time. Like, yeah. I think what we try to do, and I think this can resound in any, it doesn't matter what medium you do, but really, I think kind of a secret to, to creativity is taking multiple sources 
that are quite um, widespread. So it could be like, we're going to mash this subgenre with that subgenre and this sound with that sound and we're going to mash them together mm. and make it sound coherent. And that's how you get something that sounds new. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, like, and yeah. I think you could do that with anything, really. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, um, it's like kind of Stranger Things. It's basically just like an 80s nostalgia film, really, yeah. isn't it? And then they're like, oh, and then we'll get an alien, or whatever, and just smash those together. Yeah. Like, Goonies plus sci-fi. Yeah. Bang. And then you've got, oh, wow, that's really fresh. Not really, that is it? It's all right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I, th- I think it's that, and you can. I think you can just apply that to kind of any any creativity, any medium, mm. and that's what we'll generally try and do um, when we're when we're kind of writing on a much more kind of like micro level. If you know what I mean, I'm not like yeah, same with. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be our magnum opus because we've like mixed like. It's gonna be our album. Uh, honky tonk piano, and, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, Mars ambience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not that kind of conceptual. Yeah, it's got to be within within that kind of realm. Yeah, but and and it, it's more fun that way, isn't it? Yeah, okay, definitely. So you're in, you're in uh, um, a, a I don't know what you call it, yeah. I don't know, that's, yeah. Collect, I mean, collective, collective sounds a bit wanky, doesn't it? Something, but, you, I mean, you have you you have a collective identity under the name. My so mum would probably say band. 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 How's your band doing? You've got a dope posse. You DJing? <laughs> um, so you, you're in that situation, creating stuff together. Mm. And also, what I kind of notice as well in my... Sort of dive into. <laughs> it's, it's like a highly collaborative, like, scene or form. Like people, there's lots of people, different sort of artists collaborate with each other an awful lot as well. Oh uh, right, yeah, people love it. Yeah. Because especially if you if you've got kind of an established sound. Yeah. And then people would be like, oh, imagine X with Y. Yeah. You know, like those mashing those two sounds together. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think it's always been quite prevalent, but it, oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't say for definite. It does seem like it's happening more and more now. Mm. Like, perhaps. So, how do how do you get on? Like, say, even just with like, the two other guys in class, like in terms of creating together, like, as it sometimes sort of... it is super tough. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes you're just like <laughs> we um we've had to kind of like. We've definitely had to had to watch how we how we kind of speak to each other because yeah. I I can be terrible I can be such a prick to work with and when that's I say it, I found it hard to be in bands it's probably that other people found it hard <laughs> being in a band with me because I, I could just keep walking out what's wrong with us amateurs no it's like <laughs> and I, actually yeah even in those bands I'd be like yeah if we like do like a section like this and blah 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 and yeah let's have this time signature or whatever and the drummer's like fuck off mate (laughs) but (laughs) what do you think that is like it sounds you've got a clear vision of what you think might work and stuff and and, and you can really see it clearly you kind of want to it's getting people other people onto that page yeah i yeah i think it is it's generally that isn't it and i think that's uh, that's so difficult i think it is just trust Mm? yeah like if you're I might have a, a particular vision for something, like, but, and be like, no, that that's it, that's amazing, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then someone might take it and just go, yeah, but let's just mould it a little bit this way and try it. You've got to have the trust in them to, to do that yeah. and let them do that. I was going to say unsupervised, but I do mean that. Like when we used to work in the studio where there's three of us crowded around one computer it is like backseat drivers because you're you've got someone like at the control desk and they're like um control v uh just zoom in on that and i'll just like move that knob and then someone's at the back like yeah move 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 for move a snare move it no left no left right no mate no two yeah and tune it up and you're like 
<laughs> I'm trying to do something here. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're all kind of like slightly different ability levels with certain programs. It's a nightmare. It's really frustrating watching someone like, ah, oh, there's a shortcut for that. Yeah. yeah. Do you not know a shortcut, mate? <laughs> so, no, it's in 2008. No. It's uh yeah, it's it's a nightmare. So you sort of you've had to sort of develop a bit of trust that um if someone sort of wants to do like take something like that, you can you just give them the space to do that. Was that a bit of a tough road, or you know what what? Because yeah. trust isn't trust isn't uh, <laughs> trust happens when um it's proven like yeah, hundred percent. So there must be what some experience like working with the guys like all right, man. Like if it means that much, you take it. Yeah. But, Take, yeah, run with you're it. You're going to screw it up because my idea is so much better. And <laughs> yeah. You're going to work out your little idea and it's going to, I'm going to come out on top. All right. Oh, actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> is it just the like, iteration of that like, a few uh-huh. times that makes you go, oh, maybe actually these guys yeah. can, I can lean Do on know what they're, yeah, yeah, like they know what they're doing. And it, it is, it's hard as well. We all work. So when we get a deadline, it's like, fucking hell you know we've got to do it in the evening yeah and get down there and if you're getting close to deadline someone's like yeah I think we should change the key off the entire tune and maybe change the drum sound and you're like do you reckon (laughs) (laughs) I've got a hand in tomorrow but so you so you sort of uh, what you I think a bit more diplomatic in how you do with people are there any other sort of like principles or agreements you guys have about like look. don't say something shit really yeah well that okay what's behind what yeah what's I, behind I'm that? terrible at it and I, I still do it at work generally I might be like um <laughs> I, I I won't mince my words I could just be like nah that's a bit shit though <laughs> that's not that's not critical feedback is it it's no it's just... not really like what do you mean by that Benjamin yeah <laughs> let's get let's get let's, underneath that like, let's really get how into do you it. really feel yeah and, and what might make it better because I think um, I, d- I don't know why I'm like that I mean it, we, I've had to stop doing it we've all had to stop doing it and just go well this element's good and that element's good okay well, out, and that might be two elements out of twelve and then that's kind of a language, really. You've got to understand what that means, really. Is let's take those two bits and maybe get rid of the other elements and rework yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of going, not feeling it. Yeah. It, instead of writing off the whole thing, it's actually appreciating the bits that in there that do work on yeah. understanding that actually this is a continuing process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which those things get to kind of go forward in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I know ev- everyone also everyone writes in completely different ways, like between the three of you. Yeah. Or, yeah. I know, well, I think that generally, generally a lot. Yeah. If everyone we we've collaborated with has written completely differently. Like, <clears throat> I could have an idea. There might be an idea we've worked on for like months, and then last minute I'll just go and let's completely change all of that and put different drums in there and do this. And it it I don't know. You've you've got to try it. You've got. To, just go for it. And sometimes that's when the best stuff happens. Like, it's nothing like that original idea you had. Yeah. But, like, there are those one or two elements that have made it <laughs> through the gauntlet. They've made it to the end of that, like, brutal process. Yeah. Um, and you, you just keep doing that and you keep just evaluating it and going, is this good? Is that bit good? Is that bit good? Should we get rid of that? Move it on move it on, move it on, and then hopefully that end product, yeah. every element should be good. It'd be amazing if you could do it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure some people can, but... Well, that's, uh, yeah, creating something means stepping into a space where it doesn't exist yet, so yeah. you just got to ask loads <laughs> yeah. and loads of questions. It's not a foregone conclusion yeah, that yeah. you're heading towards. Um, but so it sounds like you have a quite a good sense of the, you know, when it's done point. Do you? Do, you, do you find it hard to kind of let something go? I mean, having a deadline is great for that because yeah, it's pretty go, good. Well, it has to be done. Yeah, you're like, well, but I mean, if you were, if you had sort of indefinite time, would you be continually tinkering with things, or would you kind of say, no, I can't walk away from this? Time. Oh, I don't know. I <sighs> no, uh, do you know what? Actually, the label owner that we work with. Yeah. Right. So, my timekeeping isn't amazing. As you might already know. And you know, like, so 
I, I had this thing where when I was about 20, people would be like, yeah, do you want to get there at like seven? And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'll get there at like half seven. And I'm like, when's everyone else turning up? And they're like, eight. And they're like, well, I just said seven because I knew you'd turn up late. And they tried out. Uh... Yeah, so our label's basically like, yeah, if you can get it in by like July. And they're like, oh, right, rush to get it in by July. And they're like, yeah, release September. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Is this based on their understanding about you in particular? Because <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a thing. That's a, no, I think it's, it is all of us. Like, we're just... We're not... We are, yeah, like, we... I don't know. Maybe they do it to everyone. Or it's just scheduling. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> but we're pretty good at getting stuff in now. Yeah. Because that's where more like the professional aspect comes in, as opposed to just a creative process. Because it's a battle between those two. You've got the creative bit and you're like, I want to create something that sounds cool and like, I don't know, maybe emote something or it's conceptual or whatever the fuck. And it's also a tool. You are crafting something for a purpose, yeah. which is to make people dance or make people go, wow, listen to that bass. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a tool, in a sense, for a DJ, a lot of it. Yeah. So there's that battle then. And to reach that deadline, you've just you're just like I'm gonna have to hit both of those points. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the 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 better we've got at understanding that it is a tool, and it has to hit certain points, the better we've got with deadlines. Interesting, because what what that suggests to me is like, and it is related to professionalism, but it's beyond just like because we're getting paid for it. It's the um, the thing about recognising that what you want to create has to align with how it's needed or what the yeah. use of it is in the world. Yeah. Um, and you have a responsibility towards that. Um, to a degree, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of, like, delivering the thing, you know, you, you can't just... You can only... You can go so far by, you know, tickling yourself by writing whatever thing you like, but um, at yeah, some point yeah. you have to take it your craft the craft of it I think seriously you know you yeah. show up and do the work and get it in on time you know yeah yeah so definitely do you, do you, so you guys are in that sort of uh, yeah you, that place you're kind of uh, you, you got that like, seriously you've got to tread the line plus especially for your one that's mixing it live right <laughs> like we used to uh, well so we, we we used to make stuff that was like a lot more off the wall and because I was always into kind of like wanky sort of jazz shit that do different time signatures and I'd be like yeah but what if it the snare drum just carries on doing this for like another six bars that would be mental and people live would be like what's that but actually you play it and people are like what the fuck's that <laughs> I can't mix it right. <laughs> like, instead of a reaction you want of the like oh that's cool and different as in like you, you've been in in the room I, yeah, I've, yeah. Going, oh my god I'm, I'm picked up this tool it doesn't work <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this does not work <laughs> in the slightest <laughs> that's, that's really important because that's another thing I kind of I guess that kind of speaks to that kind of uh, the gulf between or could be a gulf between like this the solitary studio based kind of you know yeah, identity yeah, yeah. and the sort of actually sort of being where people experience your work you need to see that don't you because you yeah. can understand how your stuff works when it hits the ground yeah yeah oh yeah no that and that that's still something I think we're only just really getting to grips with yeah. is understanding how it's going to go across the dance floor. Is it mixable? Does it? Is, I mean, that, that, like I said, that's a sweet spot. If you can get something that people go like, oh, what's that? And it's got a little bit of, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, shouldn't say quite I really <laughs> did not want to say that. That's so bad. Uh, whatever to it, um, and it it does its purpose yeah. as as for tool. You know, it's gonna make people dance, and the DJ is gonna be able to mix it. So you've got to get in between those. Yeah, I've, you know, it's the same with anything. It's like. Oh, uh, 
GCC results? No. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, what creative specific like creatively? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but, you know. Um, related to kind of what you do. I mean, we've played. We did play one massive gig once, and it was in front of a label head. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Uh, we went out for dinner like before. And we're playing in Motion in Bristol, which is quite big, or Marble Factory, one of the two. We're in the same warehouse. And it's big. I mean, I don't know how many people. A thousand, maybe? Twelve hundred? Yeah. So it's big for us then. Still big now, really. Um, and um, we like went for dinner and stuff before, and like the label owner, like, he's, you know, he's quite like, he's, he's pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? We're all quite like. Um, fairly subdued and stuff so all around like eating this meal yeah. and Joel's like oh I'm gonna get like Moles Marinere <laughs> and uh, this is just leading up to the failure but <laughs> this is part of it which makes it worse gets Moles Marinere and like we all, we all start getting quite pissed by this point as well and Joel's really pissed and accidentally started choking on this Moles Marinere like sauce that he was drinking and like it exploded it through his nose like at the label owner like, <laughs> like down, it's like just wearing black as well. And I was like, oh no, we're starting to look like tired. It's like, it's the first night we're playing with them. And because we're excited, we're getting pissed. And anyway, fast forward, we're playing in front of all of these people. And uh, one of the rules we've learned from this is stay sober before you play. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> So that was the lesson. We're pretty rinsed, and um, Benny, I don't know why, for whatever reason, like played this tune, and it's it's a terrible, it's a really bad tune. Like, no one really plays it anymore, and it's not a classic. You know those horrible tunes that just fit into. Yeah. There's no reason you to play that. It's awful, and played it, and I was like, oh. Don't know about that. That's a bit of a bad selection. Like MC looks around. He's a bit like. Rrr. So Benny's like. So what you normally do as a DJ, if it if it's not working, you can do like reload or spin back. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I think? Yeah, you might yeah. spin it back, which would have been better. But instead, he just goes all right and just press stop. And I'm like, what are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, and then he's like, oh shit, yeah. And then just press play again. And I'm like, oh, mate, like, really good at me. And I'm like, people saw. Yeah. They definitely like People saw that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we heard a thousand people go quiet. Oh. It was, oh, it was so bad. And then, um, stopped it again. And at that point, I was like chewing my knuckle and I, I just walked off stage. Oh, man. I just thought, I've got to go. And like, the label owner, it's like they're behind us and like the other artists on the label and I was just oh, I just crumbled. It's just like oh my god, this is awful. And uh yeah, then the label owner had to come on and and play the rest of the set. That's really bad. I mean I did go back to back with him for like two tunes, but then I was like, I'm too drunk. I'm too drunk. It was really bad. It's not necessarily a failure. Yeah, but it could have been. I think that that was when we were at like whatever level you're at, like you do have to take it seriously. Yeah, well, that sounds like um, the antithesis, really, maybe of uh, that professional thing. It's like (laughs) we're here, you know, we're gonna show up, we're gonna enjoy it or whatever, but we're gonna deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, you've got to deliver. Like that's no one wants that. Yeah. (laughs) What about um? So on the flip side, um. What, is there anything you're sort of especially proud of or, you know, what's um, you're most proud of? Silence. That's good. <laughs> Same that. Thing to choose for. Uh, we did remix David Bowie, as I'm sure you are aware, because yeah. I probably told everyone when I did it. Heroes? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the 20... I'm gonna get it wrong. 30th anniversary? I don't know when it came out. That's bad. Whatever anniversary of Heroes. Yeah. And um, we. 
I don't, what happened? We got an email from Warner Brothers and I thought it was fake. And I was like, that's weird. Why are they asking us to remix Heroes? Like, they want our credit card number. And it was like looking at the email as well in detail. And then we're like, yeah, okay. And then they sent us through the stems. Like the actual stems that Brian Eno recorded. So I was like, that's mental. And um, we were up against, I don't know, like 50 other producers. Quite a few people got asked to do it. And um, yeah, we just got in the studio one night and just hammered it out in a night. And it came out really well. They, cho- they chose it. For, wow. Yeah, the main, the main remix. It's still weird, I'm not going to lie. I think even when we released it, everyone else was a bit like, what? <laughs> everyone thought it was weird. We thought it was weird. But, but I, I think as well, like, the other part to it being a success is it's the one time I've gone on a page on the official David Bowie page and the amount of hatred <laughs> towards oh, no. us was crazy. It was people being like, they should be fucking hung. <laughs> like, it's really mad. Like, Bowie had a drum and bass. I mean, he was experimental. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it actually wasn't actually drum and bass. It was about 125 BPM. Right. Like, it, it was... It, it was not drum and bass in the slightest, really. It was kind of more like... I, I think what we enjoyed about doing it is the fact it was... It's electronica, I guess you'd say, but harking back a little bit to that kind of like Portishead Massive Attack sort of sound. Mm. So that's quite a nice sort of thing, like a full circle sort of thing, mm. for me anyway. Yeah. You know, like to produce something. It would, it is in that kind of area. And as for us as like quote mark drum and bass artist to do something it is a bit more you know off off the wall and off a beaten track and in a different genre and tempo is really nice it went down really well in the in the community but oh yeah. man reading the bowie page was just was hilarious like just me and joe were just not phone to each other like just quoting oh really yeah was it, comments. Was it that sort of uh people like, outrageous that oh yeah laughable they should be shot like r- like really going for it but um it just made me smile it's just like that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny and i think other people being like how how did you get that oh, what was that about that's really weird um and it was I actually made something that I could tell my parents about, and they had some frame of reference. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Kind of uh, tapped into something that they valued or understood. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, that I, I definitely think that's up there for the success. That's awesome. It's all right. Done. That that'll probably be it, really. <laughs> it's pretty hard to top. It's pretty hard to top. Yeah, but. We'll give it a go. Cheers, man. Thanks, Thanks. for having a chat. It's yeah. been really good. Yeah. I've, yeah, it's been alright. Yeah. We're gonna... Yeah. Start recording now. Yeah. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to... Bye! things I really liked about what Ben was saying about his take on what creativity is fusing together or like mashing together of kind of different influences or to create something new you know like kind of saying well wouldn't it be cool if that and that went together and just trying to make it work and I think that's so true you know and we all get to pick what these disparate and unique and specific influences are and how we stick them together is our take on something in whatever form we're working in so that's pretty cool do go and check out uh some of ben's music the clack stuff is uh on soundcloud and there's some other links i put in the show notes as well and uh, check out what they're doing um and as ever, if you're interested in 
other stuff about creative practice and making what's meaningful and all of that kind of stuff and you might find some useful stuff at my website paulmccauley.net I do a regular newsletter so sign up there uh, and get updates on that kind of stuff as well as other episodes of the podcast so we'll be back again next time with a, another episode until then be well all right i'm going to go and read a book now i'm not really that's a lie bye